a CEO of one of our clients, we were doing a business review with them a couple of months ago. And she said, um, the solution to your applicant flow problem is to um, increase your retention, reduce turnover. So if they aren't leaving, you have you don't have to go hire them again. Welcome to the Learn from the Pro series on the 100% Occupied podcast. I'm really excited about this conversation that I'm going to have with Karen Antrim today. Uh, she is the Vice President of Client Success and Talent Services with Arena Analytics. Karen, welcome. Thanks so much for hopping on the podcast. Thanks, Luke. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So um, I've mentioned your your job title in, in the company, Arena Analytics. So um, one of... Uh, of our tools, Senior Living Pros and, and Hire Faster is the Hire Faster tool. And so we were uh, working with a client and helping them hire faster and then learned about this other company they were using, Arena Analytics, and some really cool stuff um, that they were that they were using Arena Analytics for. And so um, we have had some conversations with Arena Analytics about how to kind of combine and, and integrate what we do. And I thought uh, after learning what they do, I thought this is a, a no-brainer to have Karen on here and kind of tell everyone um, what they're doing with their uh, retention prediction and how well that's working for for their partners and clients. And so um, to get started, Karen, tell, tell us a little bit about um, your background, your role, and what Arena Analytics is. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Luke. So um, I've been with Arena um, for close to three years. I've been in this role as vice president of client success for about seven or eight months. I came to Arena to um, kick off and manage our talent discovery product, which sits on our core retention platform. And the reason why I came to do that is because my background is talent acquisition um, as a practitioner um, in healthcare. Uh, prior to coming here, for example, I was the National Director of Talent Stra Strategies for Trinity Healthcare System, which is the fifth largest acute care system in the country. And prior to that, I had been with Lean Human Capital, the Recruiter Academy, where I had the opportunity to work with dozens and dozens of healthcare systems, um, implementing better talent acquisition workflows and tech primarily from their recruitment, marketing, and sourcing, um, building sourcing teams, delivering sourcing training. So I had the chance to come here to ARENA to build talent discovery, um, um, which, we've done, which we've done. And now as the Vice President of Client Success and Talent Services, I manage all of our client relationships that use our, our product. So what Arena Analytics does, at our core, we're a data science company, if you think of it that way. But what, what, what our mission is, is to rewire the labor market so that labor is hired more equitably. Our motto is talent is equally distributed, but opportunity isn't. So we use, at our core, predictive analytics to predict the likelihood that an applicant will retain or frankly, stay longer in the position that they're applying to or finding other positions that you may have where they'll stay longer. So we um, do that through our core uh, retention prediction platform. Built into that, 
that is very unique to us is a key bias mitigation into our algorithm. We're very unique in the way in which we absolutely strip any bias from the algorithm, which means everybody has the exact equal chance to an opportunity based on data, not based on any demographic or protected class. The talent discovery product is what uses the predictive um, analytic when we have clients that aren't getting enough applicant flow and we need to bring them more applicant flow. So talent discovery works to bring more applicant flow through the retention prediction to our clients. When we were kind of talking before this, you said something that is just kind of really sticking with me. It's this idea of retention starts at hiring. Because yeah. um, if you would have asked me, Luke, wh when should you really think about how to keep your employees? I would say after you hire them. Um, yeah. But uh, you were telling me that's really not the way that you should see it. It, it. You should think about how do I keep my employees at hiring? So, So kind of talk about how does this retention prediction fit into that and how does that help that? That's right. So as a talent acquisition practitioner that ran large TA teams in the past, we would work and work and work to hire and bring candidates in and get them hired just for them to leave at some point. And then we, you know, 60 days, 90 days, 30 days, we're filling that position again. We used to have a saying, can you just close the back door so that they won't leave? Right. So retention is what rolls back downhill or poor retention turnover is what rolls downhill and ends back up on TA's plate. And that's part of the reason why I'm here at Arena. I so believe in the way in which we are pursuing um, putting candidates in the right job that I came here to do that left, uh, you know, kind of switch trajectories of my career from being a practitioner to coming to a software organization. And so my motto is TA deserves a seat at the retention table. So if we can arm you, the, the, the recruiters, the hiring managers, whoever is doing that upfront um, screening or first viewing or whatever phrase you want to put to it, um, with um, information about the applicants that are likely to stay longer versus ones that aren't. And if they aren't, let's try and go look for other positions that we may have in their skill set area where they will stay longer. Um, then that helps everybody. It helps your outcomes because it makes for um, a better community, right? You know, you and I were talking before this about some of the um, outcomes and the benefits. And, you know, when people stay longer, which is what we can tell you, you're building a stronger corporate culture at that community level. You're building happier customers because your residents are seeing the same person show up day after day and everybody wants that continuity of care. So if you can start that from the beginning, as opposed to putting that sort of burden of reducing turnover on the hiring or the manager's plate or the ED's plate or what have you, with everything else they have going on, um, you, you, you build a stronger system altogether. So that's what we do because we are enabled at the application uh, stage. Candidates come in, take the application, um, take a very brief questionnaire 
um, through ours where we then deliver a prediction back of their likelihood to retain that you see right away. And then you can sort by and, and make put priority on the candidates that are likely to retain longer. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to, to talk about like wh where does this fit in the applicant process and, and what does it look like from the hiring manager perspective? So yeah. so the, the applicant applies on a, a job board and they get a, an invite to take this very short um, survey. Is it like five minutes, 10 minutes? Four minutes and 16 seconds is our Four average. Four minutes, 16 and seconds. Yeah. So generally the best practice is they are routed right to it. And for many of our implementations, they just route right into it. It's a seamless experience after they've expressed interest in a job somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Right at the beginning of their engagement with you. And that's another reason why I came here at Arena. I loved, from a practitioner's perspective, the candidate experience. It's really brief, very seamless and frictionless. Whereas some other, um, I'll use the word matching. We're not really matching, but a lot of people almost want to think of it that way because that's um, an industry people are experienced with. But Man, that candidate experience to get through some of those others is just way too long. And you have a high candidate drop rate. We have a, over a 90% completion rate because it's so simple. But the other thing I love about it is the hiring manager or recruiter and or recruiter, depending on how you're structured, right? Not everybody has recruiters. Some it goes straight to the hiring manager. Their experience is so simple. They look at the, applic at the application in their um, ATS or a dashboard. And they they see uh, a prediction. It's right now. It's a green, yellow, red, green for likely, yellow for neutral, red for unlikely. Like they just that's all they got to do is look at that and see what that outcome is. It's very simple. So do you kind of do you guide them, the hiring managers, on you know if you see someone that's got a, a green score, you know definitely pursue that applicant, invite to interview. If there's someone that's a yellow you know, proceed with, with caution, red stay away. What does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. As a part of our coaching and tra our training and coaching, and then in our conversations with the, the primary contact, when we um, launch, you know, they, they, uh, we have different clients that um, Im you know, implement it in a couple of different ways, but we always coach prioritize the people that are predicted likely to retain first. If you aren't getting any of those, can you wait one more day to see if any more applicant flow come in? Can you take applicants from other job recs and reassign them because the score will automatically update? You know, we 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 um, have a tight labor market, which I'm sure everybody knows mm -hmm. about, and this is where your product has been really um, helpful in solving a lot of those problems and you know, allowing candidates to have a really fast interactive experience to then get into products like ours, you have to maximize everybody that comes in that door, especially if they're caregivers, LPNs, RNs, you know, depending on what you're looking for the most. So, you know, I call it candidate maximization. You, you get one candidate, but there could be five positions that they're um, likely to retain for. But through the traditional candidate journey right now, they only apply to one. And if they don't get that job, 
they may never hear from you again and you may never interact with them again. Again, those of us in TA have another saying, we have a lot of sayings. Um, the ATS is where applicants go to get forgotten about. Yeah, I, so, I mean, when I've when I've applied for jobs in the past and you get declined, you always see the message that says, you know, uh, unfortunately you weren't selected for this position, but if something else comes up, you know, we've got your information on file. How many times do I ever hear back from that company again? That's right. Z zero times. That's right. And they're sitting on a beautiful curated database of people that have expressed interest in them. Um, and you have their contact information, you know where they are, you know a little bit about them because you at least know what jobs they applied to. So you know if they're a, you know, a, a nursing assistant versus an RN versus a housekeeper. Um, so uh, one of our products, Talent Rediscovery, is um, goes back into those past applicants mm. and re-engages them back through our prediction to show what I, I call one-to-many. One candidate show them many jobs where they're predicted to retain. But you can also do that um, as a client, you know, as a person, uh, as a hiring manager or a recruiter or someone in HR. You can do that on your own too, right? Just by reassigning or re-engaging them in other ways within your own ATS and then see the prediction score update and then re-engage with them, for example, back through your product. So my my guess would be, you know, you get applicants coming in and if you say, um, hey, we want you to take this four minute and 16 second survey my guess would be that people who are who don't even take the time to do that probably wouldn't stay long at the company anyway, right? Because I'm trying to think like, you know, if, if someone's thinking about arena analytics sounds like something that would be valuable for us, but we don't want to discourage applicants. I mean, my, my, my guess would be that if they're not going to be willing to take four minutes and 16 seconds to do this anyway, they're probably not going to stay long. Is that right? Not necessarily. Interestingly enough, the learning algorithm doesn't necessarily take all of that engagement into it. It's learning based on. Uh, so that's the other thing I loved about this. Um, this pro it's math, right? And math. My husband's a mathematician, and he <laughs> says math is nature, right? And it and we all laugh at him. And and but it. <laughs> But it's true. It's constantly learning and getting better. And so that's at our core what we do is this math model. So what we do is we get back data from our clients every month that feeds into us. And we know the people that are retaining and what their uh, outcome, their questionnaire and their data model looks like versus the people that may not. And so <clears throat> we don't if they didn't take the questionnaire, we don't necessarily know what their outcome would have been, right? But to that end, that's why we make that candidate experience so that we maximize the number of people that will take it. And then we do things with you to help keep them coming back. So typical things, if they drop, we automatically email and text them for a period of time to get them to come back. Um, honestly, our challenge is not getting candidates to take the questionnaire. It isn't. That's not the challenge. Hmm. So can you share any any kind of like results that you've seen that some of your partners or clients have had that just 
you know, they, they, their hiring process looked like this, they were struggling with this, but after they started using arena analytics, they found these kinds of outcomes. What have you seen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, and I kind of mentioned this very simply put people that you hire through the prediction stay longer. And we can sh and we show all this data on a monthly basis where we show people that are predicted to retain are actually staying X number of days longer than the people that you hired that aren't. And people staying longer, so that, that means reduced turnover, that means tremendous cost savings. And it's different for everybody depending on your size, your geographic location, the types of positions, right? The, a nurse staying longer is uh, saves you more money than a dining server staying longer, for example, although they're both critical, critical parts of your organization. Um, but I also think of it from a practical perspective. I have to hire fewer people in a year. As a hiring manager, as a manager, as an executive director, a DON, a, um, my head of food and nutrition, I now have more time to focus on my core competency instead of worrying about having to get into this ATS and call and interview or have someone on my staff do it. When you hire the other way that I also think about it from an HR and TA perspective is typically our budgets are done annually trying to figure out what we're going to hire for. If I have to hire a few people, fewer people in a year, I'm saving money. I'm saving time on, uh, on that end as well. And then I also commented, we do get feedback. And this is anecdotal. It's hard to measure this empirically. But we get feedback from clients of ours that have been using this for a while that their EDs or their HR business partner for a community or two will say they notice a different corporate culture as they build their staff based on people that are predicted to retain. They have a stronger culture at that community, more um, communication, more interaction, more whatever, whatever words they use. So those are the things our clients are hearing. Um, the workflows vary. We have clients that do, because we're in acute care as well. We have clients in both senior living and acute care where the candidates first come through a recruiting staff or um, sometimes something I call rapid response, where the candidate comes in, they've got some information about them. Maybe it's the answers to screener questions through Hiring Faster or an application through the ATS. They do a rapid, they filter based on the prediction, prioritize the likely to retains, do a quick outreach, get them scheduled with the hiring manager and then on through to the hire. So the hiring manager kind of knows the people coming to them are already prioritized by that likely to retain. And if they aren't, then they're notified of it and, and some reason why. Um, we do have clients that the hiring managers go directly to the source, again, whether it's you or into their ATS to um, get the candidates, and then they prioritize by the likely to retain and then do an interview. Um, we do have some clients that have HR policies where if um, somebody wants to hire somebody that is not predicted likely to retain, they have to provide a justification for it, things like that. Um, and that's hard. That's change management. 
right? That's mm. hard for people to say, well, I want to be able to hire anybody I want. Okay, but we're giving you a tool to help your outcomes be better. And so we work a lot with our clients to help get through that. But once they do and they start to see the results, it's um, it gets easy. I love that idea of, I mean, this really does seem like a, a positive snowball effect, right? I mean, because what you were describing with the the culture is exactly what I was kind of thinking through. You get people that that stay longer, they're more committed. And I mean, that will start to make your residents happier because they're seeing the same people. And then, I mean, I, I even think like, you know, maybe they're going to be more likely to leave a, a great review for you somewhere. I mean, and then the, the effects just go on and on and on. Wow. So this, I mean, this just kind of adding in these, this four minutes and 16 seconds makes a, a huge impact. That's right. The other thing from a metrics perspective that I would encourage people to think about, um, and they may already, we know that at, for most um, organizations, um, and we measure this a lot in acute care in, at a much more enterprise, bigger scale, in on average, if you, if a if an employee stays X number of days, they're likely to stay X number of years, right? Mm. So what that means is we know, and the X is different for everybody, right? But we see that if an employee stays 99 days, they are more likely to stay 2.5 years. Or something like that. If they leave within that, you know, if, you know, if we can get them over that or, or the next hurdle. So that's another thing that that this retention prediction helps you pre solve for is showing you the people that are likely to stay to a particular milestone so that then they'll likely to stay that average much longer. To your point, building that longevity, creating stability, um, career pathing them um, and, and, um, one of the things we haven't talked much about is, um, talent mobility, which is a developmental product that we have, because what we do right now is help you make better hiring decisions at the hiring process. And then they hire in and they want to have a career. We want to extend our commitment because as you said at the beginning, I'd never thought about the fact that retention really starts at the hire. It's always been on the hiring. Hey, how come your people aren't staying? Be nicer. You should be nicer right. so people don't leave. Yeah. That's not always what the problem is, right? So the next part, the next journey for us here is that commitment to help the hiring managers know when people are ready to be moved on, but stay with, but stay within your organization. It's that commitment to that long-term retention. I mean, that's yeah, where hiring managers can have the impact, right? But that short-term, how do we get them to stay, right? That can start at the hiring decision. Yeah, I mean, COVID caused hiring problems all across healthcare and and senior living, and so. And I'm, I'm sure you all saw this too, yeah. is that in what many people's minds was the solution was we just need to, to throw, you know, twice as many dollars at the job boards um, and you get increased applicant flow. And But I really wasn't hearing much about how do we get people to, to stay longer. Um, but I mean, what, what you're, this, this 
product that you all have just kind of fits into that really perfectly because I mean, you can spend more dollars with Indeed all day long. They don't have a limit um, and you'll get increased applicant flow. But if you're not hiring the right people to begin with, you're just, you're never going to stop that increased budget. That's right. A CEO of one of our clients, we were doing a business review with them a couple of months ago. And she said, um, the solution to your applicant flow problem is to um, increase your retention, reduce turnover. So if they aren't leaving, you have you don't have to go hire them again. Then yeah. you're hiring for normal, healthy turnover, growth and expansion, things like that. So yeah, for sure. The the pandemic through everybody and the labor. I've been doing this for over thirty years. And this is the craziest labor market I've ever seen. 2021, more than 2020, 2020 was the pandemic and everybody was all hands on deck, right? Um, but 2021 was this crazy. And from the labor perspective, it was probably good. You know, people were getting paid more for things that maybe they should have been, whatever that, whatever your side of that argument is. But it really made us as employers now start to step back to your point we had a lot of clients or a lot of people or i'd go back to all my old pals still in ta and say we're just hiring i'm sure people anyone who fogs the mirror and they would say we know we're going to pay for this because they aren't going to necessarily retain well then into 2022 then everybody started to think okay things have calmed down we now have to be strategic about retention we cannot keep to your point, this money, this hiring frenzy, not only for what you were spending on your recruitment, marketing, and job board dollars, what it was doing internally from a time suck of the people that were spending time doing that instead of their core competency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Karen, if someone's listening to this and thinking, this is something, you know, trying to to get people to stay and, and struggling with applicant flow. This is all something we're struggling with. Arena analytics sounds like something that may really fix our problem. Um, where where would you suggest that they go to, to reach out to you all? Well, of course, our website, arenaanalytics.io. Um, and there's a I'm not a salesperson, but there is a, there's like a lead, there's a request demo on there, mm -hmm. I believe that is a lead generation that will go through to my marketing department. You'll get a response very quickly. So that's the easiest, most expeditious way. There's email addresses on there. Um, I think info at arena.io. Of course, anybody can reach out to me and I'll make sure they get passed on. Again, I'm not a salesperson. I'm a operations person, but, um, you know, I, I love talking about this stuff because I, I'm very passionate about doing talent acquisition the right way. And I've always believed on how it really impacts the whole rest of the organization and the longevity of it. And that's what I believe our product does. And that's why I came here. Um, so I'm always, Luke, you've known me now for about six or seven months and you know, I love to talk. So if anybody ever wants to reach out and chit chat about talent acquisition, I'm happy to, to, to receive that. And I, I love that. And I'll put your, um, is it okay if I put your LinkedIn and, and email address in the show notes where people yeah, can reach true. out to you directly? Great. That'd be Fantastic. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. This has been very informative to me. I've, I've learned just listening. I mean, we've had conversations before yeah. this, but even during this, you know, the official recording, <laughs> uh, I've, I've definitely learned and I know our listeners 
um, we'll have we'll have learned a lot as well. So thank you so much thanks. for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity, Luke. I always enjoy my time with you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Learn from the Pros series on the 100% Occupied podcast. To learn more about Arena Analytics, just go to arenaanalytics.io or you can tap the link that I've put in the show notes. Have a great day.